Gray Fox. Praise games. Kept you waiting, huh? Hello, stranger! Sorry, I won't do that again. Welcome to Grey Fox Plays Games, the video games podcast where a bunch of friends jump on a podcast every fortnight to talk about video games, what they love, what they hate, and all that sweet, sweet fandom in between. Join me on the pod this week. I'm going to go to the trophy man, a man who somehow has managed to overtake all of us in Destiny 2 Lightfall in his light scoring, and at the same time, while he's been doing that, beat me in the Resident Evil 4 remake. Yes, he only came out a couple of days <laughs> Days ago, Alex Hemming, how are you doing, sir? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm good. I'm yeah, good. Thank you. Don't, don't. Does Lionel Messi say sorry? <laughs> Does Cristiano Ronaldo say sorry? No, definitely not on Does that one. Does Bill Murray say sorry? Well, no, he probably should do. <laughs> he can get away with anything. He's Bill fucking Murray. Uh, how are you doing, pal? I'm good, mate. I'm very, very good. How's you? Yeah, I, I'm I'm good. We're going to talk about a bit of our arenas a little bit later. We can do, um, but uh, but all going all going swimmingly. I'm then going to pass it on to our souls man, Mr. Michael Carden Edwards, who was telling us about the economics of swimming pools earlier. And I've learned something today, so thank you, sir. How are you? I am, I'm wonderful. Yeah, absolutely bloody wonderful. And that right because I am. I am very aware of the editing woes that this podcast entails, mostly due to the fact that I effing blind like a like a like a like a like a madman. That's going to be the most I swear today. How's that? Oh, what a gift! That's, eh? that's, that, that's my gift to you. We'll see how long it lasts. Amazing, and uh, yes, I had to edit the last one because our producer was was on hiatus, but he's back in the chair. I'm going to go with the most fever, most fever. Johnny Moles, how you doing, sir? Good, thank you very <laughs> Johnny. much. Johnny, when's the last time someone calls you Johnny? Johnny, the only person that calls me Johnny is the missus. So, <laughs> hey. Uh, yeah, I'm good. Uh, how's the edging room, sir? Busy. I've had a busy weekend. But uh, yeah, I'm all, all, all good at the minute. All good. Love Fine. it. Well, let's smash on with the Super Mario Brothers movie coming out imminently. Michael Carden Edwards gave us a great suggestion for casting of podcast members. So on this week, gentlemen, I've asked you to cast your fellow podcast members as members in the roster of the Super Smash Bros. series. You can extend that out to wider Mario, but predominantly that kind of world. Would you like me to go first or are you prepared Go on, go on, Flint. Uh, all right, okay. So I've started off with Hemming. I really, really wanted to go Kirby because you can attack things, as in video games, swallow them, and use all their benefits to your advantage. But I felt he gains, like I was missing. He gains nutrients from video games. That's how. Yeah, he does. He <laughs> just swallows video games, just becomes them. So I'm probably going to go. Part of me wanted to go Sonic, but I felt that was a bit too, like, yeah, I can't be crossing the streams too much there, Flint. Although Sonic is an unlockable character in Smash Bros. But I'm going to stick with Kirby. Now, Moles, you're a man who likes utilities, right? You're a man that enjoys uh, explosions. You're a man that that has an arsenal under his belt very quickly. You're also a fan of one of the greatest video game franchises of all time. This pod is named after Metal Gear Solid. So it might be obvious, but I went with Snake because on Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, he literally has an arsenal. Like one minute he pulls out a bazooka. Next minute he has a, a, 
a, a drone that just flies around shooting stuff. It's smoke grenades. Like, you can literally unlock a Swiss Army knife of abilities, which I have to say is yourself there, Mr. Moles. Yeah, thank you very much. And for Michael Carden Edwards, um, you enjoy video games, but when you love a video game, when it's in your soul, when it's in your bones, you get fixated by it. Is that fair to say? Uh, I'd say that's fair. And and, and you get very uh, competitive with yourself. I must like a master of the arts, whether that's a Souls game or Tony Hawk's and that kind of thing. Now, I was thinking about what character in the Smash Brothers Pathion, which is uh, a master of their craft, almost genetically engineered to be a master of their craft, and uh, when they're in the zone, as as, as Jake Humphreys would put... (laughs) They uh, they almost have like a Jedi mind trick to stop stuff and just be the ultimate version of that thing. So I've gone with Mewtwo for you. Bit bit Pokemon there, hey hey hey. And for myself, that, I went with Wario because I'm kind of like you know the, the special cousin in the corner no one talks about. So um, there we go. I'm going to pass the buck to Alex Hemming of your your castings. Ooh, well I uh, I've not gone quite as in depth as uh, as you there, sirs. I've not got the the background. I've just gone on sort of a, a feeling. We'll just go with that. What a feeling of what I think hey, the hey, people are here. Boston made a whole career out of the feeling. Oh, there you go. So, Mister Mister Carden Edwards, going to start with you. I had to pick them just because one, you would love it so much. Your, your banjo kazooie. You and you and Wilson are banjo kazooie. You've got him in a backpack <laughs> on your bag. It is beautiful. We all love it. Mister um, Moles, I feel there is a theme. We we all know you love just burning things down. So I'm going to make you Charizard, so you can just fly around burning nice. the crap out of everything. Fuck, now, fuck, this last convenient. one... Oh, it's a, it's no, a wonderful gimmick. It's a wonderful gimmick. <laughs> uh, Flint, for you, I don't know why, but I think you're Captain Falcon. <laughs> I can see you just running out in full lycra. Falcon, punch! Yes. I think yes, you'd enjoy yes. that very I'll much. Have to- I have to make sure that I've fasted that day, but uh, but yeah, all good. I, was, I went to go Fox, by the way, but I couldn't find his name, and it turns out he's actually just called fucking Fox oh, McCloud. I've done it. He's got Fox. He's just called Fox. He's Fox McCloud. That's, a, that's his name. That's a, that's that's a pretty cool name. That's a very good name. I didn't think of one for myself, but I quite enjoy Kirby. I'm a big pink ball. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mikey Bowles, go for it. Who's next? Yeah, oh, I'm annoyed that Hemming stole Banjo Kazooie for Mikey because that's I saw it on the roster. I was like, well, that's Mikey's, isn't it? Ah, that's too obvious, though, were they? That's like that's a gift. Yeah, that one. but I'm not a massive fan of Smash Bros. games, so I've not played the last one with all the millions of characters that are in it, or like eighty or whatever it is. So yeah, so the, Mike, the, the wider Nintendo universe, then. Yeah, it's just wow, too big, too many. Um, I put Hemming down as Link. Strong, dependable. There we go. Uh, and then I put uh, Flint down as Bowser. Big bad, <laughs> big bad booty Bowser. Big bad booty Bowser go. stealing blonde women. There we go. <laughs> non problematic at all. There. <laughs> I didn't think of one for myself, but yeah, whatever. Whoever. Toad doesn't matter. Toad. I love a little toady. It's fine. Or a Koopa, <laughs> or, you know the, the it's the, you know the guy who like picks people up in Mario Kart. Is he just a Koopa, or is there like a specific name for that Koopa? He's got a proper name, and I can't remember it, and it's going to annoy me. But yeah, the little cameraman in Mario sixty four, and the guy with the little fishing rod in a cloud. Yeah, yeah oh, he's dope. He's dope. He's yeah, right, last but not least, our Banjo Kazooie man himself. So I I went for um, 
For Flint, I went for King K. Rule. Um, <laughs> yes! That's so much better, Bowser. Thank you. <laughs> Purely because he wears a little crown, and every time I see you, you've got the biggie poster behind you, and he has the crown on as well. And Amazing. So, uh, and he's a king. Come on, man. Like, who wouldn't want he to be a king? does not want to be a king, um, exactly. And then for, uh, for Hemming, now I, I thought about this one. So I, I went with Steve from Minecraft. <laughs> Um, because I don't know because hear me out right okay Uh, Steve from Minecraft because he was he became a downloadable character in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate so he wasn't there at the start and he came into the game late and if you look at the meta tier list for Super Smash Brothers he's an S tier he is literally mm. the best fighter on the damned game. And I felt that was quite a good um, uh, uh, kind of, look, very good kind of um, well, analogy for destiny. Yeah, that's kind of yes. what's happened here. And I feel like, uh, yeah, he's uh, basically, where, when Steve comes to play, he's going to be the best at it. And that is, that is Hemming. And, uh, and we, we love Steve as well. We love him. He's a lovable, lovable guy. And um, yeah. And he teaches us many good things, yeah? Taught us all about blocks, yeah? And, and, and how processes work. And Hemming Perfect. teaches us how processes work when it comes to raids on Destiny. So there you go. Um, <laughs> for moles, um, a few of these have already come up now. If it was the wider kind of Nintendo universe, I was looking at Waluigi, um, just because I, I found that to be funny. Um, uh, however, I didn't go for that. I was restricted just to Super Smash Brothers. So almost... I, taking a little bit from Hemming, I went for the Pokemon trainer uh, because ah. you can access uh, three different uh, Pokemon, a Charizard, a Blastoise, and a... No, I, uh, um, it's not the basic three from like the OGs though, is it? It, it, it is, it oh, is, but it's it's different evolutions of each. Uh, ah, so I, okay. think, I don't know if it's a Wartortle or a Blastoise. I think it's a Wartortle and then it's a... Um, uh, what's is the, it Bulbasaur? What's the, I think it's just Bulbasaur. Yeah, right? Bulbasaur. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bulbasaur, I, th- I believe right. they're the three. So, depending on the situation, Moles has a tool or a Pokemon for each each one. You see, and Charizard's the big fire one. And that's who you get. So, there you go. Uh, for myself, I chose Mister Game and Watch um, <laughs> because uh, <laughs> I, have you ever been him on Super have you ever been? Have you ever been Super Smash? Even on Super Smash Bros. No, no. impossible. <laughs> impossible i have played multiple games uh with uh, one of uh, my wife's brothers we, we usually have days of smash brothers where we just literally go random stages random characters and we can play for hours and whoever gets game and watch you either become unstoppable because it just all clicks somehow or you or you don't get a hit because you have no idea what's going on and um yeah i feel like with 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 me either i become very i, I enjoy a game a lot thus becoming unstoppable or I go this is and I quit because I have no <laughs> idea what's going on there you go Mr. Game and Watch beautiful beautiful I feel like there's a there's like a full circle thing it's amazing how news influence your your thought patterns right uh, Pokemon aired in Japan last night uh, the final episode with Ash and Pikachu in after 26 years an end of an era but uh, they're going to continue on they're going to keep making more Pokemon but it's going to be a new new cast uh, and that kind of stuff Did that? does that mean anything to you guys? don't really mean much to me it kind of passed me by oh, I was, I was, Ash I was, now he must be the in games what, are amazing, mid, mid-30s <laughs> 
No, he's, he's, he's still, no, he's he's still, still 10. He hasn't aged. He's like The Simpsons, right? He don't age. But it'd be funny if he was like in his 40s, like, you know, of a podge. Yeah, just trying to... <laughs> so five o'clock stubble. Yeah, just trying to catch like butterflies with like an oversized comedy net. Like, I'm what sure you doing? I'm going to be the very best. I'm going to be the best trainer ever. You're 40, Ash. Give me that. No, I, I, want, I want like a bitter, I want like a bitter Ash, you know, smoking rollies, just chucking... Throwing tenants at people. <laughs> I used to be a Pokemon <laughs> master the best. <laughs> When I was young, it was only 150 words. <laughs> I had this older guy called Brock train me. No one ever questioned why a 10-year-old was hanging out with a 20-year-old so much, but you know what? Those were the times. <laughs> Goddamn, Misty was hot. You know, I never actually think I saw Brock's eyes. I don't know how that guy saw him. <laughs> I saw his ass a lot, though. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, sometimes I'd get really high and see a talking cat. Oh. <laughs> he was followed around by this weird brother and sister that had a really weird relationship. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, uh, do Detective Pikachu off of that movie. So, <laughs> so uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, now, yeah, you may have heard us talk about it a little bit already. You may have seen us on Twitter talking about this. We have played a shit ton of Destiny. So, I'm going to ask that when we come, we're doing the watching and playing stuff. Destiny conversations will lead to the end of this segment because we're probably going to go very in depth on that. So I'm going to ask what you've been watching, reading if you're cultured like that, and playing something if it's not Destiny. I'm going to start with uh, with Michael Card Edwards. <laughs> All right. We'll so um, watching, I have spent um, yesterday, the day before, and some of today uh, watching all three John Wick films with my wife. Lovely. Um, I've never a seen a John Wick film before, and um, my <laughs> my review would be they're they're awful, but in the best possible way. Um, the the genuine the choreography of the action scenes are like breathtaking, utterly breathtaking, and I re- I I really enjoy all, I enjoyed all three immeasurably. I thought number three was brilliant. I thought number two was brilliant, and number one. Don't was get brilliant. why people hate on three. Um, the first 10 minutes of number one, I, 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 I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm a hard person, that I'm made of stone. No, I cried. I cried my eyes out. And I was like, I, I don't know if I can, genuinely don't know if I can continue. I cried. Um, that was one of the saddest things I've ever seen happen in a movie. And I, I was not prepared for that. I was not aware that that was the motive for the entire bloody franchise. And um, and yeah, it was it was hard to take, especially like, I'm a dog dad, you know what I mean? So it, it hit home more than it probably would have done otherwise. And, you know, my dog was looking at me at the time and it was like, oh, my baby. And um, but no, the, I, I watched number three with uh, my wife last night and the opening like 40 minutes is just action. Right. <clears throat> and there's a bit where a man they have a, a book. F- yeah, they, there's they have a, a bit knife where they have... knife shots. <laughs> they, 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 uh, there's a bit where yeah, there's a bit where they're in a gun shop, yeah, and uh, they there's all these obviously weapons, which is great, and there's these two fellas having a fight with him, and the 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 the, the choreography of that entire thing left me breathless. I don't yeah. think I I I had to remind myself to take a breath, and I was just like, 
I just kept the only noises coming from my living room was just oh oh my god did you see that this is amazing just endlessly endlessly for for hours just because constant like whoa yeah incredible incredible films I love the fact that they decided to make those films be- not because the films are based off of a novel or that it's a true story it was the fact that the appeal is Keanu Reeves beating the heck out of people and I really enjoyed that because it's literally what people want to see. And um, he's a magnificent, magnificent man. The acting, a lot of the time, is appalling. But Lance Reddick is in it, and he's obviously incredible. And um, oh, I mentioned his name, obviously. You know, um, Ian McShane's in it. You know, hello, hello, Ian. How you doing, son? <laughs> a p- funny story. On his first day of filming, on the first film, he didn't realise this. That was the film. He thought it was a completely different film. <laughs> and uh, he apologised profusely because uh, he brings his own wardrobe, right? He literally, yeah. he doesn't, he doesn't use the film. He brings his own clothes. He brings his own props and, and, and he goes, and he just went, all right, sorry. I didn't realize this was actually that film. Fair enough. I'll crack on. And, um, yeah. <laughs> what and a man. Another, another thing is in the first film, cause my thing when I watch a film is to go on IMDb afterwards and basically just read everything about it. Right. I always do that. Uh, um, in the first film where they have the fight in the nightclub, apparently Keanu Reeves learned that on the day. Um, Amazing. and he had the flu. Wow. And so, yeah, well done to him. Uh, what, what a crazy man. Can we I, also just, talk about Kevin loved... Nash being in the first film as well? Big shout out to Kevin yeah, Nash, the, the, the doorman. The, the sex executioner, yeah. I love Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, man, that is so, they're so good, aren't they? I think um, one, like to your, your point about the action was the director, Chad, was that, I can't remember his surname. Um, he was Keanu Reeves' stunt double in the Matrix movies. Mm. And... He then went on to set up his own production company, and and basically his first movie with um, David Lynch was um, was was John Wick, and they've gone on to make lots of amazing films since. But they really have elevated action because it's not just oh it's funny they're in a knife shop, oh it's funny they're in a gun shop. It's amazing because they are masters of their craft, doing amazing things in ways you didn't think possible. The the surprise. Is what it's always surprising. You see Keanu Reeves throw dudes and like a million times, right? And yeah. the, the, the fights go on for a long time. They're quite they, some of it is quite grueling because you're like, Jesus, this is this is pretty hard going. You know what I mean? Um, but what one thing that I the reason why I can sit there and watch a legitimate twenty minute action sequence without becoming overly fatigued, exhausted, or just like my brain is gonna dribble out of my ears is because of one thing. They do not adopt the shaky cam nonsense, which nah. which plagued cinema forever, yeah? Since the Jason Bourne films, where they basically went, this will make it seem like you're in the movie yourself. <laughs> and it's just like, oh my God, I can't, I, I literally you don't know what's like going Kermit on. You went like opening up the muppets. <laughs> Yeah. And it's like, I can see what on earth is happening and I can make sense of it. The shots are incredible. The cinematography is great. There's loads of action. I don't feel sick. And that is chef's kiss. It might be the best action films in terms of pure action. I think I've ever seen. And that, um, and, and I, by the third film, I started to really love the dialogue if to, uh, as well. And also, Alfie Allen as the casting on the first film Inspired. is the most amazing piece of casting there has ever been. Because as soon as I saw him, I'm... my wife went, wait a second, that's that mm, from, and I was like, from Game of Thrones. And she was like, I effing hate that. Mm. And um, 
Oh, and the dog is coming in to say hello. Hi, buddy. And um, and yeah, literally, he does a horrible thing. And then it's like, I hate him even more. I can't wait for him to die in hopefully a spectacular way. You forget William and Defoe's perfect. in this film as well. What the hell was that about? Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> hi, hi, William yeah. Defoe. <laughs> hi. Um, uh, amazing. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I've spent too long talking about uh, John Wick. Uh, who doesn't love a John Wick movie? Playing anything other than Destiny. Yeah. Well, and, and the thing, I literally finished the third film like about an hour ago just before I watered the garden. So I'm like, I was like, Argh. anyway, um, in terms of playing, uh, only one, two, two things, actually, two things other than Destiny. Yeah, right. So I know, right? I'm, I'm multi, multitasking. One of yeah, them is not the place. beta. One of them is not the beta for Diablo 4, which I am, I'm gutted about. Yeah, because I saw that it only runs at 30 frames per second on a PS4. And I'm like, screw you. I, I I need a new PlayStation for that, and uh, I, I, it will be mine one day. One day when the stars no, align, yes. and I will she play will Diablo mine. Four, and I will love it. Yeah, because apparently it's great. Anyway, um, I have been playing uh, WWE Two K Twenty Three, and I have to say it's magnificent. It's it's uh, I really enjoy it. I really really enjoy it. Yeah, I've always loved pro wrestling games. You know me of my love of WWF No Mercy, and here comes the pain from back in the day. Um, I'm even partial to some Fire Pro. Yeah, exactly. And it's a really good game, man. I really enjoyed it. Um, and the other game that I dabbled in because it was on sale was a game for the Switch called Unpacking. Um, I don't know if anyone... <laughs> please please is, tell yes. me it's just an open so, box game. Yeah, no, I've heard this about is this the one and it sounds s- amazing. This is where you start off in like a flat and then you work your way up throughout your life. Yeah, it's re- apparently yeah. it's a really good game. It just sounds it's really that- relaxing. I played it for about, uh, well, I meant to play it for about 20 minutes just to see what it was like. It was on sale and two hours later and I was like, oh man, I need to go to bed. Um, it's, um, it's, if you like, I really like a really well formatted spreadsheet. Yeah. If you like that kind of stuff where it's like, oh, I'm going to put this thing exactly there because that makes sense, you know? And it's, there's something really lovely about it. There's also, I, I was I, I was not expecting how um, the the nostalgia slash melancholy like because I'm 36 now I think I think that's my age um, 37 this year and I'm getting quite sad about it to be to be honest with you I'm I'm, I'm I, f- I think about mortality a lot at the moment which is a bit heavy for the pod playing unpacking made me really sad. Because they do an exceptional job of storytelling your life. And it's the simple things as like, ah, oh, that's the bear that you had or the stuffed toy that you had as a, ch- as a child and you've taken it to university. What about the other two stuffed bears that you used to have on your bed that aren't anymore? And it's things like that where you're like, I remember that. And it's just, yeah, it, it really, it gave me such a weird sense of nostalgia for my own life. And I felt really weird. And the music in the game is not happy music, all right? It ain't happy music. It's not sad music, but it's like, you know when you're playing Minecraft and every now and again you're like, this has gone a bit weird. It felt like that, but with this real thick layer of nostalgia over it. And it was just like, yeah, it's a, it's a really strange game. Nearly swore again. I would encourage you to play it because it's really simple and it's really addictive but there is a lot more un- to this game than what meets the eye, if you know what I mean. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. I've spoken forever. Goodbye. On to the next one. How, how much is <laughs> it, just out of interest? 
How much did it cost? Uh, I think it cost me 10 quid. Okay. All right. I might have to give that a goose. Have to have a bit of a dabble in that. Well, well, I'm going to go to Moles, sir. What have you been watching, mate? I finished season... Oh, well, we, I spoke about this, didn't we? We finished, yeah, season four. Uh, and then we got like, oh, we've got nothing to watch. There's, there's no other box set, so we want to start. I was like, well, I could carry on with my Walking Dead... Okay, was having done that. So we started a little series called Curi- uh, what was that? Cabinet of Curiosities. Oh yes, this Del is Toro. a yeah, we're about halfway through. They're short stories that have been adapted into like little short films. They're like forty-five minutes to an hour. Are they that's good? the whole story. Yeah, we're loving it. Some of them are a bit far-fetched and a bit way out, and we're like, "The fuck you on about?" Um, and then some go off on a bit of a tangent. But we're only about three or four in at the minute, and there's six to eight in the season but they're good because they're quite short and they keep my attention span i can't be dealing with these three hour films nowadays it's just too much so 45 minutes start to finish job done move on to the next episode and it's a completely different story mm. i like that um so yeah if you don't love long marathons but give, I it, give it a go yeah they're all kind of horror thriller um some are a bit scarier than others you know there's a one ghosty episode and there's another one which has got like some little weird alien from outer space completely weird um so yeah we've been watching those and we're really enjoying them which is good nice um, nice he's a fantastic director yeah he? he comes in every every episode and does a little intro you're like you know Gilliaro. um and um yeah that's it really watching just getting through those and all the other crap. Nice. You've been playing anything else other than destiny yeah it's funny that hemming mentioned the word goose because the untitled goose game is uh, on PlayStation Plus <laughs> I love this it. month. Just go, and go the kid, I, I downloaded it because I'm always looking for games for the kids to play. You know, I don't want to get them into Fortnite. They're too young for that. I don't want them to get into, you know, violence. So that's like, excellent. So we play things like Astro Bot and Blooming Rugrats and all this stuff. I was like, I had a goose game. I was like, yeah, I was like, come watch this. This is honking at people. They're loving it. Brilliant. It's just... Claire walks in. What's this? Whoa, whoa. I'm just playing a really annoying goose that has to do like little puzzles and stuff and annoy people and like steal things behind people's back. It's great. Kids love it. Love it. Honk if you're horny. Yeah. There we go. Speaking of speak, there's there's a there is a link here uh. that I could segue to for Heavy, which is uh, Del Toro does a cameo in Always Sunny in Philadelphia in the episode where the McPoyle twins are suing. And there's Paddy McPoyle, who has the bird on his hat. Uh, that's that's him. It's Del Toro. <laughs> who would have thought? Somehow they uh, get him in. He's in everything. Yeah, well, he works with Charlie Day in, in um, those Pacific Rim movies. So I suppose that's how they've got a, got a connection. Anyway, sorry, sir. What have you been watching and what have you been playing? I haven't been watching a whole lot, to be honest, because, as we'll get into in a bit, I've been quite addicted to Destiny. But outside of playing Destiny... I have been playing Theat Rhythm Final Bar Line, which is a Final Fantasy rhythm game. So it's got music from all the Final Fantasy games. And when I say all the Final Fantasy games, I mean even Final Fantasy Legends and some of the saga games that are technically spin-offs of Final Fantasy. And you play through, it's classic sort of Guitar Hero rhythm style game, but it's also a partial RPG so you choose which characters you want to play as in your party from a myriad of the Final Fantasy games. They've all got different abilities, and they just march along the bottom of the screen. What's this? Is this a PlayStation? Monsters. Yeah, yeah. It's on PS4. 
And there's little Final Fantasy characters, very cute, just run along the bottom of the screen fighting monsters as you're playing a little rhythm game to some of the best video game music ever made. And I have been having a lovely time. And Mike talked about nostalgia. The nostalgia as I just listen to this music and, yeah, I just get whisked away to a, a lovely time and I'm enjoying it very, very much. It's got something like 300 tracks in it. It's just so full of content. If you love your Final Fantasy and you love the music from it, give it a go. Even if you don't, give it a go, because it's just beautiful. Love it. Is it on PSN? It is. Oh, there we go. Even even better. Oh, PS Plus, uh, sorry. No, yeah, no, PS it's Plus, not sorry. on that. No, not yet. It uh, only came out last month, I think. So it's pretty new. Ah, uh, okay. All right, fair enough. There was a, there were a couple of games previously, but only on the DS and the 3DS. So this is the first time it's been on a PlayStation. So I am nice. loving it very much. Uh, I've also been playing a little bit of WWE 2K23, which, as I can agree with Mike, it is fantastic. I haven't played one. I didn't one. see you on there earlier. I can't see you. It's a lot of fun. I haven't played one properly for about seven or eight years, but I really enjoy the the actual pick-up-and-play nature of it. It's quite easy just to get into it. The controls aren't like overly complicated. Your squares, your punch, your Xs, your heavy punch, your grapple, the different grapple moves. But the just the presentation and the production values of it all, it's so smooth, and it they've done such a good job of nailing the feeling of this is playing a broadcast of a WWE TV show. It's, yeah, that's what I've been up to. Amazing. And you've been very nice giving me the, the softball of being letting me talk about Resident Evil 4. Thank oh, you very of course. Much, you've got to talk about that. that. <laughs> uh, before, I get, before I get to that, so I watched uh, Creed 3 um, in cinemas uh, the other day. Now, if you like your Rocky movies, if you like your Creed movies, guess what? This is up there. This is great. Um, it's not the greatest Creed movie. I still think the first one is uh, is the best one. Um, but these each one of these Rocky movies and Creed movies seems to tap into an element of something a bit beyond just boxing. And in the first Creed movie, there was definitely an element of, if, you know, I don't want to give any spoilers for it, it's incredible. If you have a chance to watch it, you know, give it a go. You will not waste your time on this. Um, but it's about legacy. It's about, I have the surname Creed, but my dad didn't know me or want me, and am I worthy of that? And what does that mean? in a modern world, that kind of stuff. Brilliant. And th- this third movie is a similar sort of trope of the, the Rocky movies. This is the first one where Sylvester Stallone has nothing to do with it. He's not, there's no appearance. There's no producing credits. He's not involved in this. Now it's a new thing going forward. Um, but this is a trope where, you know, there was a, a person from his past who has come out of jail. Who's a very jacked man, Jonathan Mayers. I am so glad we're recording this pod today and not, on Thursday, where we usually record, because I would probably be waxing lyrical about Jonathan Mayers, about how good he is. Do not Google him at the moment. He turns out there's some there's some stuff. Um, so I'm not going to talk about him, but I'll talk about the movie. Uh, like I say, it's 
it's what more do you want? It's the same trope of this guy's coming for me. I've got to train and get strong. I've got to have my montages and there's some personal dilemma to go through it in itself. This is directed by Michael B. Jordan. This is the first time the guy's uh, behind the camera. Now he has been working with some of the greatest directors uh, over the last sort of 20 years and he's applying that himself. There are things done in this boxing movie and angles that are shot in ways that I've never seen in boxing movies before. And that's because Michael B. Jordan is a massive anime fan. So he has taken a lot of Dragon Ball Z style angles and shots and applied them in a boxing movie. And there's one, I think you see it in the trailer, where there's one particular shot where he takes an uppercut to the gut and as he leans forward, the sweat glistens off his back, but it's done in such an anime style way. And it's just, it's it's great. I, I love it. Um, I, I generally adore these movies. I'm a bit of a boxing fan, so I, I like all that sort of stuff together. So amazing. Games-wise, look, Okay, Destiny's incredible, and I'm having a real big problem right now because one of my favourite franchises of all time has just remastered one of the greatest games in that franchise of all time, Resident Evil 4. Uh, we spent a, literally a two-hour pod talking about a goddamn trailer, okay, for this game. So it has arrived. I am trying to be a camel with this. I am trying to savour each moment, each flavour, each texture, each sound, each gurgling death. I'm trying to savour it. Hemming's already got further than me in this game already. But I have to say, they have taken all the lessons they have learned from the Resident Evil 2 remake. I will say lessons from Resident Evil 3 make, remake as well, as in, don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't, don't make it completely fast and completely different. Make it what it was. And that's exactly what they've done here. But this is in essence the same game, but every area of it's different. I have some muscle memory and I do some bits, but it's like, oh, the dog's not where you think it is now. And, uh, oh, when I go around that corner, oh, there's a mansion I've got to go through now and get some bits. And and uh, the, they've added in the new mechanics from the previous remakes now. So you can start crafting. Uh, you've now got the ability to sell treasure and combine treasure. I can't remember if you could combine treasure in the previous one, but the point is, is that it's taking a lot of similar elements now. And this is like a... Imagine seeing the greatest band during their greatest peak playing their greatest material with the benefit of being that artist for 20 years. So imagine somehow Metallica have basically done a greatest hit set and they're applying all their knowledge over the last 30 years. That is Resident Evil 4 Remake. It is chef's kiss good. It deserves a 10 out of 10. We will do a complete spoiler-filled in-depth review. We was going to do a special before that. I even got one of the most famous voices of Resident Evil to record the intro for the podcast. Uh, just haven't found time to put that together. We will do that uh, very, very soon. Um, so, gentlemen, I've beat you around the bush. I've asked you to... I know you're all sitting there like, come on, talk about it. Destiny, guys, uh, we are in. Uh, Hemming, you're at the hard cap. We are near the hard cap. Uh, we are now, I'd say we've probably all sunk about 100 hours in, give or take, I reckon, uh, since Lightfall's dropped. Um, where's our heads at? How are we feeling? Probably not. All right, fair enough. Probably more like 50, but still a lot of hours. Uh, where's <laughs> our heads at with this game? I dare not know how many hours I've put into this thing. You Hemming's people have ruined me. Hours. You've ruined me. What have you done? <laughs> I told you I wasn't wanting to play Destiny, and now I'm playing Destiny, and I can't stop playing Destiny. <laughs> I don't Let me live. <laughs> how, how are we feeling? How many Platinums have you got in the last couple of weeks, Hemming? None. There we are. Zero. <laughs> it's a good job I stocked up early, isn't it, in the year? I'm not going to hit the quota anymore. <laughs> uh, so, Season of Defiance, Season 20... Um, oh, I will say, I will say this. 
they're really trying to make me give a shit about the story. So Nobody like, I will cares do... about the story. No, we, no one cares. I know, but like last time, <laughs> I was doing some battlefields, uh, not battlefields, whatever they're called, helm battle. Helms, oh, the battlegrounds, yeah, battlegrounds, yeah. I done a load of them and unlocked a couple of engrams, and then it just showed another video and some more story. So what they're trying to do, and I, I don't know if this is a response to feedback they've received to Lightfall of feels a bit light on the old story front. It seems to be that they've got some cinematics and story beats they want to drop in season to season between now and whenever the next big flagship DLC will be presumably in a year's time. Um, but I just don't care. I just want more melon popping, putting the ball in the cup and I want more <laughs> Ingrams to make my brain go, Hmm, yes. <laughs> no, I mean the, the season story. Yeah. They've added that in. Um, there's at the very end of it with what's, with what's happened with with Lance Reddick, obviously we may want to speak about that later. But there's quite an odd moment with that towards the end of the story that you do in the in the season. Um, yeah. But yeah, as you say, I I don't really mind too much about all that. I don't know what's going on. There's a big smoky headed man who's cut a hole in the moon. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to go to the next area, shoot some stuff, and make my number go bigger. Uh, I've been yeah, very much enjoying it. Loving doing the just patrols and wandering around neptune i've really grown to just love that design of that planet (laughs) i don't talk to nimbus very often but i like the planet and i love the layout of it and i just end up spending a lot of time playing that uh, that terminal overload it's quite a long public event but i actually quite enjoy it you just zone out get in there there's loads of people going in blowing stuff up bright lights colorful stuff blasting off my eyeballs are having a great time yeah I'm very much, if I'm not obviously fire teaming, if I'm not with you guys, then it's laptop on, always sunny on, and just laughing and doing things and picking up bounties. That's that's heaven for me. Mikey, what's heaven for you in Destiny? Um, When you're... Uh, I, I, I've really been enjoying the Iron Banner um, over the last couple of days. Uh, I'm a bit... I, I always like the competitive aspect of it. I love FPSs when you get to do, you know, team by team stuff. And um, yeah, Iron Banner is great. Uh, I've had a couple of really, really good uh, rounds recently. Um, and I feel like as well, like my, um, I've gotten to grips with my build quite a lot. And when I, I did have, I did a couple of um, strikes recently just on my own with a, a couple of randoms. Um, I just dominated, to be honest, and that's a great feeling, you know, when you just when you're just the, the the best, you know. what I mean, I did a gambit the other day where I just completely just I I won it for us basically. It was it was mine and mine alone. Yeah, you were the best. I did. Man. I killed. I killed the most enemies. I delivered the most moats, and I killed the most invaders. Do you know what I mean? Like, like no one ever I, was. I, and I did the most damage to the boss. Like without me, they wouldn't have won. Yeah, and I feel like. I'm in a bit. I feel like I'm. I'm getting. I feel like I'm good at the game. Do you know what I mean? I had the 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 bit where we got lightfall, and I was like, "This is this is this is tough. This story is jank. I'm not particularly enjoying some of the uh, strand can can do one, and I'm kind of over that hump now. I'm back in the grind. I'm back in the in the progression, and shoot things. Numbers go up. Very happy. So yeah, all is feeling good. Nice. Moles, you went through an addiction uh, around Ooh. about episode 20, and then you had to wing yourself off, and now, oh, now no, like the Mafia, like, we pulled you back in. It was like this time last year, wasn't it? It was when the Witch Queen came out. 
Yeah, I got heavily addicted. There was nothing else out at the time that I wanted to play. I was just like, mm, I to play Destiny. And I played Destiny <laughs> a lot. And I sank it a lot about. Basically, I'm going to say, pulled a Hemming. That's what I did this time last year. <laughs> now Hemming's taken that trope. And he's now. <laughs> Hemming's taken the Hemming. No, yeah, he's, he's, do not sleep. he's now the best. And, you know. Quick, let, let, quick, let's be clear. Hemming, Hemming is the Hemming. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah the there stick. we go. Okay, good. Um, yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, I was just trying to, trying to get, get the time. I do enjoy the PvP stuff, but I just find everyone else is always better than me. I might have one good round in like 10. And then I get frustrated about fuck this shit. I'm Same machine, job we look about. for moments where people go, well done. And we go, yeah. And yeah, then we go, right. right. <laughs> and now I'm just going to go job about and kill people where I know I can kill them. Yeah, exactly. But Maybe no, that's I'm, the legacy of a Titan. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, <laughs> just, yeah, all go in, balls in, and then just die. Oh, I'm dead again. <laughs> oh, that's fine. That's me. I'm like, but yeah, I know I'm enjoying it. Very much so. Um, and like others have said, kill stuff. Get bigger numbers, get better, kill bigger stuff, get better booty, and thus the exactly. cycle continues. So yeah, we're now past past the stories. Yeah, get that out of the way. Now yeah. the real game begins. Now we can have some fun. Which is what I was going to say. Can we talk about the the experience so far with raids that we've been having? Uh, I fun. didn't quite know that there were this many mechanics. Within Destiny, because it turns out they've hidden all of them within the raids. And they've never told anyone. They don't no. tell anyone. Like, I, I find <laughs> this amazing. And also, like, the, the level of effort to reward ratio at Bungie, right? Like, you know, we, we, we talked about the inner campaigns you play that once and you will never play it again. And that probably takes up so much development time and resource to do kind of similar with raids at the other end, right? Of like all these mechanics you're talking about and ways of figuring this out and a very, very small percentage of people, a figure it out, B apply it and C go learn it. It's, it's incredible. Like I, I can't knock it, but at the same time, I'm like, bury the lead. Like, can you at least just do a guide? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, that's I know part they're of doing the, that guide appeal, in raids it? though, aren't they? Right? Yeah, they put a, yeah. a beta out there where you can join a uh, a clan who will just walk you through it. So if you want to go, go into a raid, you can choose this option and you'll you'll join in with a bunch of hopefully friendly people who will teach you how to do a raid and walk you through the whole thing. I I I, I did this. I should. Oh, how I done how this. was your experience with that? It was great. I, this was um, when Destiny Two first came out, um, probably about three four months after it came out, and um, yeah, I joined a guided game. Um, and it was still be- it was beta back then as well. Um, <laughs> Long term <and>, development. <laughs> yeah, and Turns um, out it was great. Nice. They, they, I don't even remember which one it was to be honest. But they, um, it just says like you know you're going to need a headset. Ideally, you need to be able to speak to these people. I just turned up. I was like, hi. <laughs> and there was there was two fellas that were that were doing it, and they were and they were like, have you done it before? And I was like, no. And they went, I just follow us, chap. Uh, we'll tell you what to do. And they, and they were really pleasant dudes. I think I've still got one of them on PSN. Yeah, He's always playing Destiny. Um, and yeah, we, it took about an hour, I think. Um, and it was just, uh, it was really, it was, it was a really positive experience. Yeah. Nice. Just the sort of times we're clocking in right now, actually. Uh, it's only about an hour and the whole thing's done for us, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. yeah we... <laughs> we spent like three hours on one bit. <laughs> but to be fair, also it's kind of fun is that, we're not like spending ages reading someone else's interpretation of we are now. Cause we're trying to figure it out a bit easier, but like I did enjoy that kind of 
trial and error way of how we're like with figuring stuff out. So we've done like I don't know one we're going to attempt tonight, but we're going to attempt one tonight, which would be good fun. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. The only thing I'll say is that I wish there was more rewards for just participating, if that makes sense. So like, Ooh, no, I wish there was better drops. Finish it. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But the point is, is that like, if you've spent like three hours on a effing raid, like, give me something. Like, if I'm like three hours in, like, do a decent engram drop or something. Give me a carrot to keep persisting. The problem is, you spend three hours doing the bit that should only take you about 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) They're not going to give you anything good. I know, so it it shouldn't be based on where you've got to in the rain. It should just be based on, look, the pity award, okay? It's not our fault that you suck. (laughs) Yeah, it's the the forehead kiss, you know, it's just the... the the, well. Yeah, yeah something. My favourite, my favourite bit so far has been, has been, has to be have been Moles. I have to say, you 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 kill me in these things because, like, <laughs> when listen. we did that one, when we did that one, what was the first one we tried? Where there's like uh, deep, the deep light stone and dark, crypt. That, one. that was that one. Yeah, which is by all accounts one of the easier ones, right? It's not a very <laughs> particularly difficult raid. Supposedly, this section um, was not easy though. <laughs> well, this is it because it's quite. It's just you're up against the clock, yeah. right? And I, I when we went into that raid. I because you have to get there first of all, and you gotta go. You gotta get on your bike and get that was fun. That was alright. I did um, alright on that bit. But then once we get to the bit and it's like, right, okay, what the, what the F's going on? You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? And I, I very much took the stance of I'm just going to stand here and when the lads come in, I'm going to shoot some lads and that's going to be pretty much my gimmick. Uh, but then actually, very, Sorry. very, not quickly, but it was like, okay, I think I know what I'm doing now. And it's like, right, this is going to be my role in this little play, this little theatre of mayhem we're going to create. I'm going to be on the dark side. They're over there, blah, blah. And I felt like for the first, you know, five or six runs or so, once we kind of figured it out and we're like, okay, this is what we're doing. And I, I have never felt quite so like involved before in Destiny. I was like, right, I've got a bloody task to do here and I have to do it well because other people are depending on me here. And it felt very like, this is awesome. You know, it genuinely felt awesome. And when then, when Moles just rocks up and is just like, I don't know what I'm doing. What, what's going on? <laughs> just kill stuff. And it's like, that. you want me? And he's just like, literally had not been listening for about <laughs> half an hour. Nope. And just, it was very apparent that because of that, we had been wasting our time for <laughs> half an hour because actually turns out every person is required. And then with Moles just literally closing his ears and just shooting some lads, completely oblivious to the Look. the stress and the, and and the tactical con, you know talk that was happening over there that he has to pay attention to no. to be able to figure out what on earth he's got to do. No, no, Mister Moles, I deal <laughs> with all the trying to kill you, and you do the puzzles. That's a tactical decision. I have decision. not laughed. I hadn't laughed quite so much in, in, in a long time because just if anything summed moles up, it was that. And it was it was perfect. And it made it made that attempt, even though we spent several hours doing something that should take us twenty minutes, it made it perfect <laughs> because just your just did you have it was fun? just moles in a nutshell. Did you it have was fun? fun. <laughs> right. Tactical decision. I just deal with all the people coming to get you and you go and do the shit that's difficult. Hey. Done. No, knock it. You know what? You know what? I've, the best is when we go, hey, we're all going to turn up at this time and we all turn up. And no, then some of us go to the gym. Yeah. Oi, oi. <laughs> no one set a time. Oof. 
<laughs> no, no, I would suggest, Flynn, you are the worst for this. Uh, let's, let's be clear here. All right. Anyway, that's not my, that's Flynn, not my point. Flynn's the guy, Flynn's the the guy, guy that comes in. I was like, look, look we're, we're, like, we're, we're, we're three hours in and like, I've got to do other stuff. I've got to go. This Sorry. guy comes in. He turns up like two hours late. Oh, I went to the gym. All right, okay. And then it's like, right, well, Flint, we're doing this. All right, come in. And then what, what seemed like, what seemed like 12 minutes later, I've got to go now. I've got to take out the dog poo bin. What? <laughs> so Flint literally turned up, shot about Tuesday four nights, lads, man. and it's... went, I've got to go. Uh, oi, oi, it was more like six. <laughs> oh, yeah. so he joined we then did a section that we were stuck on and then he leaves well like, no because stay. turns out flinty you are required <laughs> well, what's the, what's the oh, phrase yeah. talent don't work talent talent means nothing if the talent don't work hard sorry sir i'll make sure i i pull my weight um all right okay well in destiny terms let's go into the news let's talk about the biggest news item over the last uh well for a long time um lance reddick the the genius behind the voice of commander savala but also one of the greatest talents of tv over the last 20 odd years he actually started his career quite late um it was in his late 30s that he went to the yale school of acting he actually was a musician and was so confident in his ability he thought he could make more money as an actor um, but then went on to shows like The Wire Lost just to name but a few but also of course as an amazing voice actor passed away sadly last week at the age of just 60 which is no age to go whatsoever um, the Destiny community have rallied round this news in the way the only way gamers can do which is they uh, were all by Savala giving him salutes there was, there was applause there was silence there was lots of ways to commemorate one of the most active uh, prolific voice actors of a generation um he's not only that he's also appeared in lots of comedic roles as well uh, always sunny in philadelphia famous sketch in that there's a famous talk show eugene i can't remember the guy's name where um he basically scared the hell out of him if you've not seen it i strongly urge you to just go on twitter or google and type in lance riddick uh, lance riddick comedy panel uh, turn up or eugene turn up and basically he walks in freaks the hell out of this guy punches the desk and then just goes you need a new desk and just walks off it's the it's the funniest thing ever i'm not spoiling it because there's a bunch of other stuff that happens as well um guys uh he's also let's say he's been albert wesker in the resident evil tv show <laughs> um not but yeah yeah what's i don't want to say how sad you are because we're all a little bit sad but but what's your what's your thoughts about this this legend we're all I'll go first then fair enough Um, (laughs) um, I I didn't I never watched The Wire was he what else did you say he was in Lost he was in Lost he was in Bosch right this is it right so I didn't watch The Wire I didn't watch Lost my actual first um, uh, time I ever saw him was in Bosch Um, and he was incredible and I fell in love with him pretty much immediately because the way he said Bosch Bosch was (laughs) wonderful and we have a we have a bosch oven and every time i go to use it i'm like I'm putting something in the bush you know and it's just you know it's, his voice the way he speaks and obviously uh his portrayal of zavala in destiny not that i ever watched the story but whenever he spoke i went up to him and hand, got got my bounties and collected my engrams i always enjoyed my interactions with him uh, he's obviously also in John Wick as well. Yes. I enjoyed him in that a lot. Um, 
Yeah, dude. What a, what a man. What a man. An attractive man. My God, he was attractive. Um, I love his... Like, phenomenally. Look at his Twitter phenomenal. account. He, he loves his dogs. Um, he's got mm. a bunch of dogs. I, I think he, 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 he goes to rescue homes and helps out a lot of that kind of stuff as well. And there's one tweet that um, he done recently where I sent it to my wife as a joke from time to time. And I think it epitomizes all of us where he just goes, the wife's out. The dogs are in bed. When the cat's away, the mice will play. What might they play, you say? Destiny. And he just puts this big fucking grin on. He's also, um, should point out, he's also in uh, Horizon, uh, Forbidden West. And uh, yeah, Forbidden West. And uh, that's the latest one, right? And, and I have to say, I already installed it because it was on PlayStation Plus. There's a clip with Lance in. And he does digital performance capture for this. And although, don't get me wrong, amazing actor, like does some really good stuff. It's almost like he's the leading man who never become the leading man. And there's something that's really upsetting about that. Because I think I think he knows how much the, the video game community adores him because he was very, very interactive with his fans. But it's a shame the rest of the world outside of video games didn't really see the talent and the personality um, he he is and what he represents. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know, Herming Moles, anything more you want to add to this? I, I just want to say he, he just has a presence about him. Whenever he was yeah. on screen, everything about him just drew your attention to him. Um, I Yeah, every bit part he had in a film, you'd remember it. So in John yeah. Wick, I'm like, holy crap, that guy's awesome. <laughs> you know, the concierge or just whoever, just the, the, the hotel. Just the voice. Yeah. And just the voice and everything. You just draw your attention to him and you, he's intimidating, but he's funny when he wants to be. Yeah, he he was incredible. And uh, as you say, 60 was no age. And it just sounds like it was very sudden because he was on his Twitter every day for weeks leading up to it just posting yeah. about how much he was enjoying time with his dogs and playing Destiny and having a good time. There's a couple of projects coming out, and this I mean, he's got to suck for his family because I don't know if that's the right word, but you're going to see his face a lot um, over the next few months. Um, he's in John Wick Chapter 4, apparently a very prominent character in that. Um, also, he, has been, he was cast as Zeus in the Percy Jackson reboot um, on Disney Plus, which is coming out very soon. That's going to be the Disney Plus big summer thing. And he got Zeus, like the one of the biggest roles you can have um, in that kind of thing. And again, like it's it's doing something in terms of propelling media's forward. He done that in video games. He's done that in TV. He's he kind of does that in kind of everything he's done. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a long time before. I mean, I, I don't know what Destiny are going to do. Um, uh, with 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 Savala, are they going to recast or are they going to? I mean, I'm sure they've got enough content from him to be able to carry on Savala in different ways. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, I don't want to don't want to start the news on a Debbie Downer, but we need to pay respects to the the legend himself. So uh, eyes up, Guardian, as they would say. Um, feels a bit weird to talk about just normal video game news now, but um, and I appreciate we're, we're coming to time pretty quickly, so I'll go to some of the big headlining bits. We can go for the smaller bits another time. There has been a TMNT game uh, announced, not by a studio, but by the IP owners, and they're saying that at some point over 2023, we're going to hear more about this, but here's the concept. Adult game. Inspired by God of War. 
taken by a comic book line called The Last Ronin, uh, which is a very well-known trope in Chinese folklore. But essentially, it's going to be that an attack happens to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, rendering all but one of them dead. And you are the lone survivor, and you are going to avenge your fallen brothers. Now, that seems like a fucking amazing game. We're all TMT, t- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle guys. Guys, what's your thoughts on this? And, uh, you know, when can we have this, please? <laughs> so he's saying that it's another samurai game that's going to be coming out. Hey! <laughs> they put a bunch of flashy things over it, right? Get started. <laughs> no, I mean, it New sounds... Sucker Punch! <laughs> <laughs> it sounds it's, it's like a great idea. Teenage Mutant Turtles. Yeah. That might be all we need. I mean, if it lives up to what it could be, it could be amazing. I Until I actually see who's making it and who's behind it, I don't know how hyped I can get yet, but it sounds like a great idea. That's all yes. I can say right now. Okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Well, luckily for Mikey, it's going to be Ubisoft and they're going to apply the Assassin's Creed huds to this <laughs> climb the towers <laughs> uh, speaking about video game companies doing things we don't like sometimes um warner brothers have delayed uh, suicide squad kills the justice league again um reason being is that they had a state of play that state of play did not go down very well um now another thing that happened at the same time was a prominent leaker leaked the entire story of the game and subsequent dlc plans um won't go into all the details but there's one detail which is aligning up with james gunn's plan james gunn who is rebooting the dc universe in film but has been very clear to say video games as well as animation as part of his collective universe and one of the spoilers uh, for or potential spoilers for uh, suicide squad kills the justice league but i think you know his pod's opinion on where this game's going to go um is that they're going to reboot the entire universe and going to start with a new arkham game again um do we like the idea of this or do we think warner brothers move on man like yeah you, you, you kind of screwed the pooch now let's just move on where's our thoughts on this I didn't quite hear that, Mikey Cardia, but I think you said new. New. (laughs) Just no, just go away. This game looks sucky. Just go away. I don't want this. I don't want Conroy's last memory to be this game as well. Like his last voice appearance is this, isn't it? Is Um, it? Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It sucks. Um, Yeah, like all of this needs to just go away. I'm tired of everything having to be a universe and a, and a thing, you know, just go away. I don't want it. Like, like as much, like how good the, the, you know, the film of the Batman. Yes. Yeah. That was great. No. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can we not just treat video games like that? Where it's just like, you know, a video game comes out where you get to be Batman and it's just a standalone thing. And it's, there it is. It doesn't have to be part of anything else. It doesn't have to have DLC, which ties in anything else. It doesn't have to be a live service nonsense. Just, just, just let me just, like, I will always buy Batman games, all right? And what, what are the three rules, Flint? They have to be looking for Batman. You have the Batman in it or talking about Batman. Exactly, right? It needs to be doing one of these three <laughs> things, right? Ideally. And this suicide nonsense, fine. They're looking fine, for Batman, right? so it gets in there. They're looking... They're looking for it, so it gets in there, but then all of it looks crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah? The execution is crap, and nobody wants it. See Gotham nobody Knights. Nobody wants it. Yeah, how did Gotham Knights go down? Got? Yeah. 
<laughs> oh god just just how hard is it how hard is it yeah. you've got the you've got batman right you've got bloody batman you've got superman right you've got some big ass characters here but we don't look at dc for the characters for the for the for the, for the heroes do we because we've got basically the best one ever in batman we don't need any more we don't need the 50 versions of of Robin, nearly swore there, <laughs> didn't swear, age like that, right? But what we do have with Batman is a million different brilliant villains. Yeah? Yes. How is this so hard? Yeah. <laughs> also, how is it so hard? Fans keep making better games than Warner Brothers at the moment, right? Like, I keep seeing, like, on Twitter or whatever, I'll be like, oh, so, someone's just made a Superman game in Unreal 5, and it looks a million times <laughs> better than anything they've got coming up, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. How, how is it so hard? Honestly, because they have to monetize it so hard? everything. It's all about trying to figure out monetization, battle pass, Marvel live Snap. service. They think about that before they think about how to make a fun game now. And mm. that hurts. And it hampers it. How is it so hard? Yeah. I mean, how? I think they're just going to release this very quietly now in a couple of months' time. And then it'll be a PlayStation Plus game very shortly afterwards. And I yeah. think we'll be moving on from this. Um, it might even change their, their, their plans to reboot the Arkham universe. because the, the Hopefully they all shut down. Well. It's just... Sorry, no, I know it's like, that's quite no, extreme, get off, but this get off the is pot, like... right? It's like, yeah, it's like you've, 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 you've had your moment in the sun of this, and I think now's the time. Like, because there was lots of different areas we hoped you went, and you picked the worst-case scenarios for every time, look, right? So just move on the same. But this is, ex- this is exactly what the Avengers did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How is it so damn hard? Yeah. It makes me genuinely angry, right? Because I love these worlds. I love the characters. There is so... You've got... 50, 60, 70, 80 years of lore. Oh, it might be like 80, I don't know how long. But you've yeah. got a lot of lore to go into that you can explore, that you can do via the medium of video games, right? This gloriously interactive medium in an age where technology makes is able like, to make you achieve things which was never previously possible, okay? You have it all sitting in front of you. And you know what you did? You gave me Marvel's Avengers. <laughs> That sucked. No one wanted that other than Flint. And it's like, like, genuinely, right? Please tell me the best Superman, the best like superhero games, right? Because there's been two. You've Arkham got Spider Man and the Arkham trilogy for me. Yeah. And the Arkham games. Can you think of any more other than the Injustice fighting games? Because yeah. they're also great, right? Yeah. Like, but how is this so hard? Spider Man 2 on the PS2 was quite fun. That was good. <laughs> but this is the thing, we're going again, back. But that. Uh, 15, 20 years. X-Men... Le- you got on... You got on mute, bub. I, I got so annoyed, I bashed my keyboard <laughs> and I muted myself. Right? Yeah, rage X-Men, X-Men, X-Men Legends came out when I think me and you, Moles, were in college. Yeah, we've yeah? a long time ago now. Actually, yeah. that was great. Yeah, Marvel Ultimate uh, Marvel Alliance. Alliance mm. yeah. yeah, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 came out and they screwed the pooch. Fun game had potential to be incredible. I don't understand. Let me just ask this question one more time. How is it so hard? <sighs> Good question. Um, yeah, I... Sorry. I, I, yeah, no, I'm I need to apologise. I didn't swear. I didn't swear, didn't swear, didn't swear. That's at all very true, that, sir. right? No, you muted yourself. I, I completely... <laughs> yeah, yeah well, you gave some good content out of that, so, so happy either way, buddy. Um, 
yeah, good, good points. Uh, I don't know the answer to that. Um, let's let's see where Rocksteady go when they sweep this under the carpet, and uh, maybe not Rocksteady, but at least that we've got a shining hope with Insomniac. It's, it's Warner Brothers too. that's causing most of the issues with this because they put the monetization above the quality of the game, and they've been doing it since like Shadows of Mordor when they completely yeah, they didn't ruined to make that a suicide game. game. Did they? they didn't attempt to make. No, no, Gotham no, they Eyes. didn't. But they made it so that it's not just the resetting of the thing, but the quality of the game. So like Gotham Knights, that's Warner Brothers. They made it live service. They made it have a battle pass. All this jank. Yeah, true. Suicide they made, Squad's it, got it, the it same. Sh- it is Shadow of Mordor where basically they literally left it behind like the DLC. Yes. You couldn't literally do it yeah. without having to, yeah. the um, And then they it, had to it, take it, it all out, completely backtrack, remove what they did, and then it became a passable game. But that Didn't was too little too late. they make an engine called the Nemesis system, which we, I keep hearing about in yes. folklore of this is the greatest mechanic made in the last decade. It is. It's they the patented most... it and don't allow anyone to use it. Yep, it's an absolutely incredible mechanic that allows like an enemy that's just a grunt to become the big bad boss of the game, and they won't let anybody else touch it, and they won't do anything with it themselves. Hello, Namco. Mm. Warner Brothers annoy me. <laughs> anyway, can I, can I ask you? Can I ask you? on. Quick question, right? When is the last time a a game came out that isn't a remake? Because I know you're going to say Resident Evil Four over there, Mr. Flint, because that's just remaking something that was great a million years ago when games were great. Resident okay. Evil Village. When it, <laughs> <laughs> when is the last time a game came out that was big fat AAA, which literally delivered on the hype? Because Ragnarok didn't, Horizon didn't. Like, when is the last one that came out where you go, oh my God, not only was that everything I wanted, that was more than what I wanted. Mm. Because I feel like these are few and far between now. Elden Ring. Elden Ring for me. That's the one. That's the, like, I loved God of War Ragnarok, but it didn't go up and above. But yeah, yeah, Elden Ring delivered and more so. Elden Ring's, yeah. Because I can think of, I think of two and it's Elden Ring and Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Mm. And I can't think, I, I genuinely can't, because even some, cause something like the original God of War, the first new one that came out, like that wasn't really hyped. Do you know what I mean? It was just like, oh, they're going in a strange new direction. And it was more of a, a, a delicious surprise yeah. that it was so good. But like everything, Deliver I can't expectations. remember it. Yeah. Unless you're looking at a, uh, a Nintendo game, which has been in the oven for like 10 years, or you're looking at a... Um, like a Mar- like Mario Odyssey, for example, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. or you're looking at Elden Ring, which is made by From Software, who are maniacs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who aren't with, the, the type with of George R. R. Martin asshole writing George R. R. Martin stuff, right? So, like, yeah, it's, like, it's a, yeah, it was a perfect storm. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I no, just was thinking really, about really that really because point. I'm like... Really good point. Right, guys, we are, we are past the hour mark. Uh, so, Sorry. Um, I'm going to close the news, but Mikey put in a really good question, and I want to finish on this question because I think it's a good one. So Mikey said, chaps, if you're on a desert island, you're allowed to take one game console with you and three games on that game console. Now, obviously, we're assuming you've got the means to be able to play it, so don't be cute and say, I'll take my Sega Game Gear because it's very Hypothetical question. It's a hypothetical question, all right? So let's not beat the shit out of it too much from that perspective. Right, goddammit. It's basically pick a console and give it three games that you love and you're going to play it for the rest of your life on an island. And I love it. Um, I've, I've wrote, I've made notes. Would you like me to go first? Please do. Uh, okay, so I'm, go I've, for it. I've gone with PS2 because it's a banger of a console and I've gone with three games. My Game number one, 
arguably the greatest fighting game of all time, Tekken Tag Tournament. Had a massive roster. It was modern Tekken, as in, like, the gameplay is fast, it's fluid. It felt like it probably jank as fuck now, but anyway. And it had a bowling minigame. It had the bowling minigame as well. And it was one of those games where the more you completed it, the more story you unlocked as well. So it was actually linked. It was, it was mwah, chef's kiss beautiful. Second one, I'm kind of cheating because this is not an exclusive to the PlayStation, but it was, and it, it ties in with it. It was about Resident Evil 4 um, that came out on the PlayStation 2. And it is one of the greatest action games of all time, especially it was the, uh, every, and this is a, this is a, another testament to Resident Evil 4. Every time it was re-released on another console, that version became the definitive edition every time. So when it was released on the damn Wii, it, it had like amazing mechanics that you never played with before. On the PlayStation version, they included new mercenary missions and more story beats. On the Switch version, it was the ultimate edition in HD where they spruced up the music and, and it's, every time it's the ultimate version. Anyway, PlayStation 2 version is fantastic. And finally, what I have now come to terms with for me as being the greatest Final Fantasy game to ever exist, Final Fantasy X. Because you've got hundreds of hours of gameplay in there. You've got a beautiful story. You've got everything you ever wanted in a Final Fantasy game. And uh, it's for me, it's the peak. Um, so, yeah, that's my, my free games on the PS2. And uh, I can have some good fun with that. I'm going to spin the wheel and ask Hemming because he's looking intently. Like, I've just thrown, I've just thrown a punch and he wants to throw <laughs> one back. What's, what's your, where are you going? No, no. I mean... I could have gone PS2 as well because there's a lot of good options there, but I'm gonna I'll swap it over so that we don't get a double up on the consoles. I'm gonna go for the Super Nintendo. I would take that Classic. with me, and I would bring a link to the past. Would be one of my games because it is the greatest game ever made. It stands the test of time. It's brilliant. That eight bit, that sixteen bit art style is timeless and will look great forever. And I just love that game so much. The nostalgia, I can play it whenever, anytime, over and over again, despite the fact that I know it like the back of my hand now. I was playing it in bed the other night because I just love that game so much. Uh, I would then have another Final Fantasy game, Final Fantasy VI, I would have with me. So it's not my favorite, but it's a very bloody good one. (laughs) You know the irony? I bought that for the PlayStation when they re-released it because they included a demo of Final, Fantasy, Final X. Fantasy X. Yeah, there you go. A lot of people did. That's how I first played it. Um, yes, and it's I absolutely love Final Fantasy VI. It's got a huge roster of characters that you can play as, including a Yeti and a Moogle. So happy days with that one. Also, the bad guy wins, which, and well, spoiler, spoiler alert, the bad guy wins halfway through and then stuff happens. But Kefka, badass, get stuff done. Uh, and my third game is a bit of a cheat, but it's Super Mario All-Stars, which includes Super Mario 1, 2, 3, and Super Mario World, because those are four of the best platformers ever made. Super Mario World is insane, beautiful music, incredible platforming, so tight, so precise. I oh, would have so much fun with that. Making me wish having I a lovely Mega time. Drive 2 now. Uh, having good choices. All right, Michael Carr and Edwards, and then we'll finish with producer Moles. Oh, so I found this really difficult. Um, can I quickly take you through my, my one discarded? Yes. So so I did won. go for the PlayStation. I, I, would, I did nearly go for the PC, but then that's not as kind of cheating because I was like, I could have football manager in civilization. I wouldn't need a third. So, <laughs> but yeah. Um, <laughs> um, 
I nearly went PS2 purely uh, for the three games was uh, Gran Turismo 3. Oh, yeah. Classic. That's a way to waste a lot of time. Um, uh, then Vice City, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, because mwah, and uh, Provo 6, because get Master League on the oh, go. Oh, is that on the one that had Adriano and, on the front? Uh, yeah, because number five had John Terry and Henri. So I think it, I think it did. Yes. Um, but yeah, it was nearly that. It wasn't that I couldn't look past N64. Um, <laughs> just couldn't look past it. Uh, let's right, go on. <clears throat> Guess my games. Cause I'm sure you're going to get them WWE, no mercy. Banjo-Kazooie. Banjo-Kazooie. Banjo Kazooie. <laughs> yep. And there's the a Zelda Goldeneye game. Or Ocarina of Time. Which one is Ocarina there? of Time. There you go. There you go. <laughs> that was easy, wasn't it? God, I'm so predictable. Yeah, <laughs> That's why just... I, I... My first one, I'm just going to show you my first one. And then you'll, then you'll go, yes, yes, yes. Classic Flint. I am surprised you didn't go well, Dreamcast. I thought I was being be a bit too run in the middle, uh, run down typical Flinty then. Um, Mosey, take us home. Uh, okay, so I've got original PlayStation and I've gone for probably number of hours burnt in my childhood playing these games. So in number three, I've got Street Fighter Alpha 3. Okay. Prime. A lot of gameplay going on there. I have Gran Turismo 2 in second place. Ooh. And in number one, I have Final Fantasy 8. Because it was oh, hard nice. balls. It was a banger. It was okay. a banger. Oh, classic, yep. classic games. Well, um, if you've been listening to this, maybe you want to go a little bit further and let us know on Twitter what your console paradise gaming experience would be on Twitter at Plays. Let's call it a pod there, gentlemen. I'd like to thank, first of all, our souls man, Mr. Michael Carden-Edwards. Yeehaw! <laughs> thank you, boy. Yeah, cowboy. And from one cowboy to our, our souls man, to our trophy man, Mr. Alex Henning. Thank you very much. <laughs> and he'll be coming round the mountain when he mows. Jonathan mows. <laughs> thank you very much. Good evening. And I've been your host, Adam Flint. Uh, and I leave you on this one note. Not enough cash, stranger. <laughs>